Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Take a listen to this dilemma we saw online. Uh, Is this woman right to be getting upset that her husband has talked to their children about God behind her back? She says, I'm a staunch atheist, whatever that actually is, because I'm an atheist myself, but I don't consider myself a staunch atheist. I don't go around promoting atheism. But anyway, and my husband is a Christian. While I personally find the idea of God to be ludicrous, I have always respected his right to believe in God. He, however, believes that I can't possibly be an atheist and that atheists are just people who are, ma- are, are mad at God. This is a topic that used to cause a lot of problems, but we've kept uh, to just not talking about religion for the last five or six years. Yesterday, I found him in our room with one of our children, nine years old, watching a video about heaven and hell. Our child excitedly tells me that he and daddy have been talking about God and that he, they prayed together so he could accept Jesus into his heart. I was so taken back uh, by this and I was, uh, I was going on a drive and uh, left to go to my sister's house. By the time I got there, uh, I get a text from my husband that while it's unfortunate that I'm upset, he will not allow me to be the reason his children don't meet their creator. He feels sorry for me uh, that I'm so angry with God and that I can't accept him into my heart. I text him back that before he had a conversation regarding religion with our children, he should have first had a conversation with me. I understand God is important to him, but I don't, do not want our children told that one belief system is the only acceptable and true way. We have not spoken since. Besides required communication to care for our children, it's pretty obvious he isn't sorry and thinks he didn't do anything wrong. I refuse to back down uh, that I have as much right to tell our kids that I don't believe or we shouldn't believe in God as he does to tell them why he does. Uh, I am, am I just being oversensitive here? Now, it's very complicated, I suppose. It looks like they're actually going to break up with the sounds of things because they haven't had any communication really, uh, obviously, in a little sh- short while over this whole situation. I don't know whether that can work out, by the way. And I spoke to Tara about it earlier on. If you are with somebody who is a Christian, and when I say a Christian, an adamant Christian, somebody who genuinely believes in God and wants to promote the idea of religion, and you're an atheist, I can't see how that can work out. I just can't. So today I want to know about this dilemma. Is she being oversensitive? Is she right to teach or is it right to teach your children about religion without actually the consent of your partner? Let me know what you think. The number is 87 Is it right to have your children thought about religion when you actually don't believe in God at all? The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. James, you're on Classic Hits. How are you doing, James? Good afternoon to you now. Now, James, uh, you're, on, you're on the husband's side here. Yes, just one thing I want to say to you now, I want to lay you know, uh, about last night's interview with the professor. Oh, this is Prese- uh, Professor Beta, Beta Stradler. Or oh, it Stradler. was a brilliant interview, brilliant interviewing by you, Niall. Oh, thank you very much yeah, indeed, James. you asked him all the pertinent questions and you were able to discuss him nearly on a one-to-one basis because you're so well-informed, Niall, and he certainly gave me food for thought anyway. Okay, I know I appreciate that, James. Thank you very much. And if anyone wants to hear that interview, by the way, he's an immunologist, a retired immunologist from the University of Bern, and he is an unbelievably intelligent man. Oh, and yes. Has very different views, obviously, to the Irish government in relation to, to yes. COVID-19. But the interview is actually on the classichits.ie website on the podcast section. You can go there, and it's uh, his name is uh, Professor Beta Stadler. And he, and he was also positive in the sense that he, he was kind of saying now that it's kind of, he thinks the virus is kind of running out of steam a bit now. Yes, well, that's, that's what he suggested. Yeah. All right, Jim. Which is yeah. good news. 
Yeah, he and he also talked about uh, he believes that the, the testing that we're using is a very old testing system, a PCR testing system, which he believes is not fit for purpose. Uh, well, very impressive, man. No doubt about it. OK, well, James, getting back to religion, right. um, uh, in relation to religion, I mean, how can it actually work? Like, if you and me were husband and wife, right? Jesus, man, don't put that idea into my head. No, that'll be in my head now for the rest of the day. It couldn't work, James, as much as I respect your views. I love you to bits, James, and as much as I respect your views as a staunch Christian, I'm an atheist, and we just couldn't see eye to eye. What? You an atheist? Never. <laughs> Go on. We would we would just never on a long term relationship we wouldn't see eye to eye, James. Oh no, not if we were in the LGBT even I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying? I don't think it could work, James. Right. Well, I suppose that has to work now because obviously there are many situations in the country that are similar now. Mm. I mean there are I presume there are Muslim people who are married to Christians. People who are not Muslim now. Well I don't think I, I, now correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think that can happen. All right. According to the religion, now I'm somebody who's you know who's belonged to Islam. I'm sure can correct me on this, but as far as I know, if you're Muslim, you can't marry a Christian unless they convert. Is that not right? Well, probably yeah, you're probably right there, all right. Uh, but as I said, there are other situations where you'll have you'll have a, a woman who uh, who's a believer and a husband who isn't, and vice versa. So I suppose they have to get over it somewhere now. There must be there must be many situations. But isn't it wrong that behind her back she's obviously an atheist, doesn't believe in God, never thought her children about God, they didn't go to mass and all that kind of stuff. And then behind her back, the husband's bringing them into the bedroom and you know showing them videos on you know heaven and hell and teaching them all about bringing Jesus into their heart. I mean, so I, what I would say now, he shouldn't be doing it behind her back. He should have come out of it straight away and say he was going to do it now. Mm. And uh, also, of course, it's a bit late now, but it's, it's something they should have discussed before they had children now. You know, these are things that you must, because it's very important now, and uh, they didn't, obviously. And uh, But uh, naturally, Niall, I'm going to, as you can imagine, support the husband, mm-hmm. and I believe that he's the right, he has a right to... Even against your wishes, so... He thinks there is the right way. Okay, so let's say the husband and wife have a little chat, and he says, listen, I want to talk to the kids about Jesus and God, and bring Jesus into their hearts and all that, and she says, no, absolutely not. You know, we we discussed this when we met first five, six years ago when we got married. You know, we, we wouldn't do this. And he goes, yeah, but I think it's the right thing to do. And she says, no. So what should he do? Should he respect her wishes then and, and not, not do it? Well, see, the thing is now, they're going to be exposed to God anyway now, even if they're both of them are atheists. So, you know, I mean, I, I, I think back now, actually, one of your contributors there, I think his name is Dave now. Okay. Dave, Dave has a young son as far as... I That's hope right, yes, now, Dave, David, yeah, yeah, contemporary. Dave yeah. now is like you, he's an atheist now. But his son, who's, I think, around, if I remember, or maybe in primary school... That's right. Probably around 10. Uh, I'm glad you're listening intently, yeah. <laughs> he really is seriously into it now. Oh, yeah, he, t- he tells Dave, he's, he's kind of singing religious songs, and he tells I, Dave all about God, and yeah. You know, I think he was even said prayers after seeing Santa. <laughs> yeah, he did, he did. And uh, Dave is a, uh, I, I would give Dave fierce credit, and I said that to you before when he was actually on, and I was on with him. I, I, I commended him that he didn't impose his own prejudice on his child. But he it's not, but it's not a prejudice. Well, okay, take me for an example. I have three children, okay? I know and, that, Yeah, and, you know, when I was married, um, my, my wife or ex-wife, um, she wasn't really that religious. Now, she would be a believer in God, I think, but she wasn't really that religious. So our children were never really forced to go to Mass, uh, you know, with the exception of, of 
being christened and what have you, that you, which were traditions in Ireland more so than anything else cultural, isn't it really? It's, it's become, I mean, our children were never kind of thought about God or Jesus. They don't now believe in God and Jesus, but if they want to go off and discover God and Jesus and that's what they feel they want to do, that's entirely their business. They're adults now, they can make up their own mind. But as children to indoctrinate them, I think is quite unfair. Well, I wouldn't describe it as indoctrination now. Uh, 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 what, what you don't do is, of course, you don't march them down the church and sit there. You must believe, and that's it. <laughs> I mean, you must uh, you must expose them to it now and uh, encourage them if you if you are a Catholic because it's a gift you want to pass on. Because most Catholics who are believers now believe it's a gift to have a faith, and they're anxious that their children would experience the same gift. So naturally, I understand. But what you the you consider yeah, but you consider it a gift. Oh yeah. In my eyes, because I'm an atheist, I consider it a delusion. Now that's not to be disrespectful to you, no, by I the way. No, you know what I mean? I, 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 as I said, when I come on the air, I don't come on the air telling you, Niall. Oh no, you must believe. I mean, I hope I never came across as that. No, now. no, no. And I, and, and I hope I don't disrespect you as a Christian, and because I, I don't mean to disrespect Christians, but that's just my, obviously my view of religion. Yeah, so I mean, I, I'm a man who firmly believes in free speech, as you know now. Yeah, because my father, see, like many fathers of our time, would have been very religious. And I, I mentioned earlier on, Tara, my father used to kneel, myself and my brother, at the bedside. We'd have to kneel down and join our hands and do the whole, now I lay me down to sleep, I pray to Lord my soul to keep, and if I die before I wake, I pray to Lord uh, my soul should take. I mean, it's quite dark, isn't it? <laughs> think about it but but for now, a child. The partner here could be reasonable too, the mother-like, and say, and explain to them, because the children are going to, they're going to hear the opposite view anyway now, because when the kids go into school and if they follow uh, the Lord and teaching, other kids are going to say, that's a whole f- magic, that's only a fairy tale. So other kids are going to say to them, so the parents, it's up to the mother also to prepare them to say, look, there are other people who do not believe in this, you know? Uh, but your dad does, and 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 uh, well, whatever age is, or of course it has to be age appropriate now. Mm-hmm. Whatever you decide later on, then that'll be all right. But uh, the idea that I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sit my kids down if I was in that situation, and if I was the father, and say, "Look, Mama's all wrong now. Remember, she knows nothing." Okay. Okay. Well, I know that could cause absolute an argument between husband and wife. But stay there for a second. I'm going to come to Dave in a second. Um, I have to play a little video here. Oh, where is it? Oh, my audio. Oh, it didn't work for me. Anyway, I'll come back to it in a second. Uh, let me go to Dave. Dave, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Dave? Gentlemen, what's the crack? Yeah, we were talking about your ears must have been burning, yeah, were they? no, I, I said I better text in since you were taking my name in vain and all that. Yeah. <laughs> I think James James knows more. It's like a soap opera here on Classic Kids. James knows more about your family than he does about his own. <laughs> So, James, he is right. You have a little fella. You're not religious. Your little fella's running around, Love seems to love God and Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, is your wife, by the way, is she a believer? I should believe in God and all that crack, yeah. Okay, and so how do you and her get on in relation to it? Because you're an atheist. I, well, you know, this is the thing, right? And you're probably going to tell me I'm full of shit, but like, I, I was looking for years to find the right way to describe how I feel about religion, and I heard it on the podcast one day. I'm an atheist. I don't care if there's a God or if there isn't a God. Whether or not there is a God has absolutely no basis or it, it doesn't change my life or do anything how I can myself on a daily basis in any way, shape, or form. So if there is a God, brilliant. If there isn't, I, I, I really don't give two shit either way. Do you know? Like, I'm not... Yeah. 
gonna, I'm not going to get into an argument with some of them. I love learning about religions. I like talking about religions. You know, yeah, I yeah, love, yeah, yeah. You like to listen to theology and, and find out I, where yeah, it all love, comes, the history of it. How yeah. all, like, you know, the three main religions, like the Abrahamic religions, like how they, you know, how they evolved from religions that came previous, how most religions... Well, you know, you know how... It, well, well, they claim this four, isn't it? Because if you include Hindu, um, Islam, uh, Christianity and Buddhism... Um, though they come from the fact that the earth going back thousands and thousands of years ago before the, the continents evolved that people were basically on four different continents and because yeah, they had no communication with each other because they didn't really have kind of boats and planes and stuff like that or telephones they couldn't ring each other on mobile and say listen your god is a load of nonsense and they believed in their own god and their own set of rules and morals. yeah and even if you look at stuff like the winter solstice and the summer solstice and how most major religions like you know that has like a place of significance or even how like most ancient cultures all have some sort of like a flood myth you know like the great flood like mm. Noah's Ark thing you also have that Zoroastrianism with the whole legend of um, Gilgamesh and all that and a lot of that was coming from the end of the last ice age when we were still kind of like hunter gatherers and stuff but the sea levels rose so rapidly that a lot of places were flooded and you're talking about ancient religions or ancient societies that were separated not only by time but by vast distance where they never would have come in contact with each okay, other. Okay, so, you know, so what you're saying is the morals of these stories, and you, you mentioned Noah's Ark, which has a nice moral to a story where it was about a husband and wife who wanted to save their animals during a flood, and I believe it was the banks of the Nile. It was supposed to be an, an ancient king. And uh, to the banks of the Nile flooded, and he wanted to save his oxen and his sheep and whatever it was, and built a raft and put them on it. The story got legs over the years and suddenly turned into a boat with every animal on it, all right? So, but, but the moral of the story, you believe, is a nice moral and there's no harm in it. Is that what but you're the, like, You know, my only problem with religion is when people get involved. You know, my problem with religion isn't religion itself because every religion is pretty poor. It's when human beings get into it and then people get into positions of power and then they use a the religion and they, and they twist their religions and they, they use it as like a way to keep people like scared and chained up. Like it's not... But it, is, but it is unfair of this husband to go... But it is unfair of, say, if your wife went behind your back and maybe, maybe you just didn't want your children getting involved in religion and she was doing it behind your back, telling them all about God without even talking to you about it, that would be a bit unfair, wouldn't it? Yeah, but to be fair, like that's a conversation you probably should have had before you even had children. Well, I would you probably, I'd probably like, agree with when, you. Like, when you won't say she's a staunch atheist, I kind of get the feeling that she's like... The Richard Dawkins breathe baby. <laughs> yeah. No, the real like I'm gonna look down my nose at you and call you stupid because you believe in God. I, I have no time for that kind of shit. Like like Well, well what did like, Richard Dawkins say the people who believe in God lack education? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like that kind of like the real air of pretension to that. Like like you believe what you want to believe. I'm going to believe what I want to believe. I'm not going to force my ideals and my beliefs on you. You don't do it to me. And everybody's going to get along swimmingly. Yeah. You know, that, yeah, would you agree with that, James? Yeah. Well, as I said to you earlier on, Dave is more or less in that position now. His yeah. wife has a certain belief. Dave has none. Yeah. And uh, they're kind of leaving the kid to make up his own mind now. He's obviously a bright young lad. and uh, in no, school- perfect. Look, he, he said there recently, he goes, Dad, like, um, you know, like, because obviously... How old is he again? Nine? Is he nine? Uh, ten. Ten, ten, okay. But he said to me recently, he was like, hey, Dad, like, how if, like, maybe, like, God created the universe and that was the Big Bang and, like, he said all the laws of physics and stuff, and he's just taking a step back to see how everything evolves. <laughs> he's very logical about the whole you. thing, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, and I was like, yeah, perfect. You know, if that's what you want to believe, that's what you want to believe. Like people, well, it, But is, like, is that right to have a child believing in a fantasy? And, and please don't mention the other thing on the air at Daytime Radio, oh, right? God. But is it right to have a child believing in something that 
you probably know is not true. I mean, I'm not saying all aspects of religion because I could never turn around and say there's no there's no such thing as God because I can't prove there's no existence of God. No more than a person who believes in God can prove the existence of God. But it, but is it is it fair to say to a child if a child says to you? Yeah, you're right. Rather than sitting down with a child and saying, well, let's look at this logically and where's your science book and let's go on the internet and, and talking to them about it. And is it right to just agree with them? Well, look, I mean, look, as long as they don't, like, you know, decide to one day go off to join ISIS or become, like, a Bible-thumping evangelical, like, I, in the long run, I don't think it's going to, like, you know, be too hard for them. But, like, if you try to teach, like, real hard science to a young child, their, their brain just isn't, you know, they just can't grasp it. But maybe if you can use religion or, you know... Stories or whatever as a vehicle to help your kid from a young age try to think about like these grandiose like themes like you know our place in the universe you know are we alone how does this help me to be a better person on a daily basis eventually you're going to grow up you're either going to still believe that stuff or you're not going to believe that stuff but I can't really see it doing any harm in the long term. Okay, well, but James, can you see it doing any harm? That's uh, having two parents who completely disagree with you. Whatever way he comes down, and it's not going to do. Uh, uh, listening to what Dave is saying about his son, I think you'll be better off having him on instead of me on. Making a case for religion. <laughs> well, stay there. Let me go to Dexter as well. Dexter, you're at Classic Kids. How you doing, Dexter? I'm good, and you? Good, Dexter. Your mother is a Christian, and your father is a Muslim. And so, correct me if I'm wrong. I thought if you were Muslim, you cannot marry a Christian unless they convert to Islam. Is is that not true? No, there's two different kind of Muslims. They are the ones we are Sharia law. They do that. Okay. But they are other kind of Muslims. They don't do that. Okay. It, it depends on how seriously you take your religion, I suppose. Too. Yeah. 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 Okay. So uh, and so you so you growing up in that house where you have a Christian mother and a, a, you know a father who believes in Islam that must have been complicated. It was a little bit complicated, but the only good thing was that I'm very much sure my mother told me later on that they discussed this matter before they got married. That's why we were left. I mean, we were left with our own decisions to make. You understand? Okay. So did so? Which one of them was the more influencing factor, your father or your mother? The father was always influencing us, but we always preferred our mother. So are you are you Muslim or are you Christian? I'm a Christian. Okay. But I grew up with a Muslim belief. You know, I can't eat pork. I can't do other stuff that Muslims don't do. Okay, you so know, you kind of have a combination of Islam and Christianity together. <laughs> yes. I it's see. like a blended religion that well, I Well, okay, that, but that's okay because basically what you've picked up is the cultures of Islam. S- similar to me, I'm an atheist, but I still have Christian cultures because, you know, I still did get my kids baptised, but mainly to get them into the local school. Um, and I still, I suppose because I live in Ireland as a Catholic country, I have Christian values. Yeah, but if you look at the two religions, okay, if you look at the two, atheism and, uh, uh, and uh, Christianity, there's nothing different there. There's nothing different. It's the same as the law. Well, I think there's a lot of Muslims around the world and possibly Christians who would completely disagree with you. And that's the reason they tend to fight quite a lot. (laughs) If if you take it too seriously, you think that there's something different. But if you look at both ways and judge both ways as you grow up, you see that there's nothing different between the two. Mm-hmm. It's only the way they believe that. Okay. Yeah, Allah it's only the it's only the extremists that take it to yes. a level where it yes. becomes seriously different. Yes. Yes, because we all fear one person, and that is God. You understand? Mm-hmm. It's the same as the people, as, as as you are as well. You are not a Christian, but at least you have fear of something, is it? And everybody believes in something, and doing good is the most important thing in the world. If you're a good person. You're a good person. If you're a bad person, you're a bad person. 
Do you think, do you, Dexter, do you believe that everybody, I mean, people have said this to me before, I don't necessarily agree with it, that people need religion in their life? They need something to believe in. Why? Because it keeps them on the straight line. But are, are you, you saying, I, I don't believe in any gods or I don't believe in any religions? No, you don't believe in God, but what, but, what I, but, I, but I believe in? I'm a good person. That's what you believe in. But that's not so a that's belief system. Belief. That's not a belief system. No, no, no. That is what you believe to be a good person is good for you. Mm-hmm. So it's the same as people who believe like there's God. There's always somebody watching me. Understand? It's the same as the Christian. We believe in God. It's the same as Muslims. They believe in Allah. But at the same time, you can do bad things and not believe in Allah and still believe in Allah. You can't be a good person because you're doing bad things. Mm-hmm. But you have to do a good thing in order for you to be a good person. So there's always, everybody has something they believe in. Even if you say, I'm a Christian, I'm a Muslim, I'm a Buddhist, I'm whatever, there's something you believe in and there's something good you believe in. Okay, well, let me, James, could you have married a Muslim? I'm just curious now. Uh, That's a tough one now, now. I mean, do you you believe that there's a, uh, there's a commonality between the two religions. Well, I, I, I yeah, I, yes, I, I, I agree with that man is saying there most. I mean, I couldn't be a hypocrite and say, oh, these Islamics are all wrong now. I, 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 I have to let them have their own uh, belief system and, and, and uh, carry on as they are. Otherwise, I'd be a pure hypocrite because I, I expect to be allowed to, to practice my religion now. Mm-hmm. So obviously, uh, anyone who's a Muslim and a, a moderate Muslim now, I have no time. No time for, for extremists. No. I have no time for I, I, of any religion. Whether, whether yeah. whatever religion, I've, I kind of abide extremists now. Even you know. I mean, you, you see it particularly in the Bible Belt in America and the southern states. You see these evangelical Christians or these Baptists, and the, you know some of them are mental cases. Ah, well, I mean, we hear people <laughs> like you know they want to burn gay people. And oh, the other kind of carry I on. I might yeah. have issues with the LGBT, but I don't want anyone burn. Of course, or the Sultan of Brunei who want to do execute um, uh, the Sultan of Brunei who want to execute gay people, as you know now. That's right, Jim. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but he had to back down because people wouldn't support. Well, people wouldn't support his hotels. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But uh, no, I have no time for people like that. Uh, no, I, everyone should be allowed to uh, uh, practice their own religion as long as they're not interfering with other people now. Okay, okay. And by the way, Dexter, is there any possibility? I mean, I, are you married now, Dexter, by the way? Yes, I am married. Okay, and are you raising your children now as Christians or are you raising them to believe in whatever they want to believe in? Uh, as Christians at the moment, but I'm sure the mother is the only one who does best, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because mostly, even if you say you are the atheist or you are a Christian, the man will do whatever he wants to do in that family. But at the end of the day, the children always follow the mother's religion. Do you think so? That's true. I, well, no, I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't think so. In my, in my case, if, my father was religious. My mother really wasn't that religious, but my father was very religious. religious. That's why you're not religious. Well, maybe <laughs> you've got you've got me there. <laughs> you, so you follow what your mother does because trust me, in Africa, when the mother says you are going to church in the morning, you have to go to church. Yeah, but I Otherwise, went to church. Food in the house. My father used to make us go to church, and when we got home from church on a Sunday, he would question us like an investigator. He would say, <laughs> "Who who said the mass? What was the gospel about?" So to check to make sure we'd been there. Uh-huh. But if it is your mom, if she says you are going to church, you don't ask questions. Your yeah, but yes, my mother never forces. If my father wasn't there on a Sunday morning because he used to referee football matches, and if he wasn't there, my mother would just say to us, uh, you don't have to go. Just tell your father you went. That's it. Even my father used to go to mosque every Friday. And we would take, we were, and he used to take us with him to the mosque every Friday. 
With my mom, we used to go maybe once in a while to church, all right? Yeah. But the time she goes to church, you have to make sure that you are in church. Mm-hmm. But if my father takes us to the mosque, you could be hanging outside, praying around, just because you went there for the drive. That's all. <laughs> you understand? I but get you. with my mom, when you come out of church, you have to be looking like, or you have to be able to say whatever the pastor said. Yeah. Otherwise, you're not going to get your lunch. That was the way it was with my father, but you are right, actually. I probably did follow no. my mother's footsteps. Thank you very much, Dexter. I appreciate you coming on the air. Thanks, James, as usual. And loads and loads of people texting in and writing. Somebody says, no, nah, there's no way a marriage can work between people who think very differently about religion. Uh, well, I suppose if they're extremists, maybe. Let me go to Paul. Paul, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Paul? Hi, Noel. How are you? Good, Paul. I mean, what, what should you do in those situations if you just don't want your kids learning about religion and your husband is insisting on it? I think it's been unfair of her to actually try force her beliefs, and atheism is a belief, of course, as well. Do you think so? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think it takes more faith to believe in that a big bang happened in the world can perfection than it does to believe that a creator actually created it. Because I, I, I find that a bizarre statement. But then again, we're, I'm an atheist, you're, relig- you're obviously religious. I'm a Christian, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so we could argue all day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, if, if you were to throw a grenade into a room, you won't go into the room with the perfect, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So that's, that's my idea of, you know. But, uh, I, no, but I've always disagreed with this notion that atheism is a belief system. Atheism d- doesn't rely on anything. It just looks at science, I suppose. Yeah, but it's still, I mean, most atheists that I know believe in the Big Bang Theory. They believe that the world is created of nothing, that nobody had a hand in the creation of it. That's why I believe that it takes more faith to be an atheist than it does to be a Christian. But but I mean, surely it takes a massive leap of faith to think that there's some supernatural power up there that's, you know, planted the trees in the ground, made the oceans, made the mountains, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, and made all this happen, you know, and this was all by design. Surely that takes a massive leap of faith. No, I don't, not really, because, I mean, when when you look... I mean, the complexity of the eyeball or the brain, and there's nothing can match it. Humankind can't even match the, the, the eye and the complexity well, of it. Evolution, of course, is the scientific answer, isn't it? Yeah, but the, the, the idea that um, everything just became about out of nothing, that, that's, to me, that's more ludicrous than actually believing that there is a creator out there who actually... Well, maybe, maybe we'll agree to differ, and both ideas seem quite yeah, ludicrous, but... to be honest with you. But... <laughs> okay, but, but okay, so what about this situation where you've got a husband who's a, obviously a staunch Christian, she's a staunch atheist, and going behind her back, you know, and t- teaching the kids all about God is not, as she calls it, telling her kids fairy stories, and she's not happy about it. Can that yeah. work? I mean, I don't think that can work. Can it, it? it can. I think it can. There's plenty, you know, I know plenty of Christians um, whose uh, wives or husbands were atheists, and uh, eventually they came to believe themselves. So mm. it can work in that. But it sounds to me like that lady um, is trying to stop her husband uh, teaching the children anything about God, which is a bit unfair because it takes two to, to raise a child. And I think... Uh, but I, but, but your argument there, and I see your argument is unfair because you're saying you think it's unfair that the, the husband is not being allowed to teach the children about religion. She yeah. thinks it's unfair that he is. So... We're not going to win that argument. They both have it equally a right to raise the children in their own eyes, so to speak. That, that's so how do, you, how do you resolve that? Well, it's it, it one of them, obviously, and it sounds like, to me, it sounds to me like it's that lady who's trying to stop her husband teaching her about God just because she doesn't believe in it, which is unfair because the husband has a right as well. But, he, but he's demanding that G, the kids accept Jesus, as he puts it in his words, Jesus into their heart. She doesn't believe in Jesus, and she doesn't want her kids knowing all about that stuff. Yeah, but you see, that's, that's the unfair bit, because she's not willing to 
She's not willing to. He, but he's but equally he's not willing, Paul, because he wants to do it and he's not listening to her. So, but it has to be a two way. It has to be two way. Absolutely. But it doesn't. But it's it's it, from from the text. It's for not talking to him because he's teaching his children about about God and about Jesus behind her back. She, well, I mean, he's obviously doing it behind the back because she's obviously said. Sounds to me like she's obviously said. I don't, I want, don't want it. it. Yeah. Want, yeah. So she's been unfair because she's forced the children to believe in nothing. But see, I would have been the same. Now, not with my ex-wife, because we didn't yeah. really have that conversation, because she wasn't really very religious. Well, I, she believed in God, I think, but I don't think she was that religious, right? We didn't go yeah. to masses and stuff like that. But but I would have the same issue, I suppose, if, you know, a teacher was teaching my children that this is this is it. God exists. Jesus exists. And you have to believe it or you're in big trouble. I would have been very upset by that because I don't believe in God. I don't believe in Jesus. And I wouldn't like my children, you know, being forced into believing that. I would like them to make their own minds up. That's exa- yeah, no, I totally agree with you. And that's the difference. I mean, you can't force a child to believe anything. You can tell them. Well, we were forced, weren't we, Paul? Uh, we, well, we were brought up. Well, brought up we were indoctrinated. I, I'm, no, I'm no longer a Catholic. I came to believe what I believe myself through research. Okay. And, uh, so we left the Catholic Church because I found. But we, yeah, but we were indoctrinated as we children were. in this country. We were indo- we, I mean, indoctrinated is a fancy word for brainwashing, isn't it? We were taught. Like, it's like, well, you could say that about anything. You could say when children go to school now and they, they learn about Darwin's theory of evolution and that. That's, that's indoctrination as well because the forcing children to believe something that may or may not be true. I don't believe. Yeah, but a lot, I, leaving aside Darwin's theory of evolution, and it is a theory, you are right. Yeah. There is a lot of scientific evidence there uh, behind why that theory came about in the first place. That's a whole other topic that we could spend an hour talking about. But do, do you ever stay there? Because Ashling, you're in Classic Kids. Ashling, you believe the father never had, uh, should have never done that in the first place? No, I don't, I don't think he should do that. You shouldn't turn around. Like it's a, I remember I talked about that. Whenever you're married to someone, it's, you're meant to be a, like a working relationship and a yeah. unit. So what you're doing is you're kind of creating fractures there. But I myself... I used to always, I was living in the UK, and when I was living in the UK, I would actually kind of identify myself as being kind of fairly religious and stuff, and my friends would give me, would laugh, because I'd be kind of hung over on a Sunday, and I'd be like, oh, cheeky bit of mass or something, and they'd be like, you were so strange. <laughs> but uh, what I find is it does, it creates solace for myself, so if I had a child, I would really want them to have it, but it's something that you need to obviously talk to your partner, so I don't think he should have done it. But on the other side, I've had the argument where she would be kind of, as she would say, a staunch atheist. And I had a lot of friends in university when I would say, I'm, I'm going to baptize my children and they will be sent to Catholic schools. My friends would nearly be kind of like this woman, like, how dare you do that to your children? How could you, how could you indoctrinate them so young? And I go, well, if you look at most of the, like, the teachings that they tell you when you're a kid, like I remember, it's normally, like I remember the... The nice rules. stuff. Yeah, the nice yeah, stuff. It's yeah, it's treat others like how you'd like to be treated. So when I was also in the UK, I found the people that I would talk to the most about religion were my fellow, like Muslims normally, because um, what I work in, I worked in hospital pharmacy. So there was a lot of Muslims there and working in the NHS with myself. Mm-hmm. And they were the only other people that you'd kind of turn around and talk about having faith as a whole. It's not about... I'm part of this team or you're part of that team. It's about believing that there's something bigger out there over you. And Well, not over you, but just, you know, as you were saying with the little kid, he kind of goes, well, maybe God created the Big Bang and kind of that's very much how when I talk to other people of different faiths, but also... How you can combine the two, logic, science and religion and kind of, you know, kind of combine them all and make everybody happy. But do, do we may wrestling and Paul, just stay there because I have to go to break and I'm way behind today. Hello, Niall. I love your show. Um, my mum is 76. And if you could just, you know, she loves your show also, but just talking about religion, it kind of upsets her a bit the way you kind of come down the Catholic religion sometimes. You can be like that. 
and just be mindful of old people that believe in everything you know that's listening to you thanks now love your show I respect that completely and I do and I think I've probably changed a little bit over the last two or three years that I do have a massive respect for elderly people and for those people who do believe in God. And James, as you know, is a regular caller to the show and very Christian. Uh, and I do a huge respect for the people, but it doesn't mean I have to believe in God either. Uh, but I accept they do, and I do believe that they do, and I do believe it gives them some sort of comfort. So I take your message on board. Uh, Paul, say with me, Robbie. Jeepers, Robbie, you'd know it was the end of the show, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why, why, is, why are you always like the last caller? Do you get your lunch break at this time or something? Or what's going on with you? Huh? No, I just think it's actually enough to hear me voice. <laughs> <laughs> so, Robbie, is there anything wrong with the father taking the kids aside against the wishes of the mother? Yeah, I suppose the two of them, like, are, are the adults in the house and they should have had this sorted out between them, you know? You would um, imagine, maybe, wouldn't you? You know, the, the, I think the thing is that, like, different views like that, maybe. Did you say what age the child was? No. She, oh, she did, yeah, nine years of age. Well, I mean, maybe the two of them should have sat down with the child. Yeah. You know, as as a family, as parents, and explain that there's two opinions within the household, and this is well, maybe they should have sat down with each other. I mean, if I was a woman and I yeah. was marrying Paul tomorrow, for example, I think it's something I would have discussed <laughs> with him long before we had children. Absolutely. Like, I mean, like my my wife. Not that we're getting like, married, Paul. I'm just suggesting. But Paul, would you not? Would you agree that it's something they should have discussed long before it actually happened? Well, I was just thinking about that when that chap just mentioned it. I was thinking to myself, maybe he wasn't a Christian at the time they got married. Maybe he was an atheist himself. Maybe like a born-again Christian? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe maybe he just converted. Maybe he, he right, got okay. saved. But then, but then I think that makes matters worse. Then. Well, I think that's yeah, really unfair in uh, yeah. her, then, if that was the case. Like I got married, I got married in the civic office, you know, and yeah. my wife was fine with that. And I have to say, it's beautiful. Don't get me wrong. You know, the one there in the city centre in Dublin. Yeah. But uh, like the thing was, I wasn't going to be a hypocrite and go and do the whole church thing. And my wife, she's not religious really either, like you know. And uh, we were both happy to go and do what we wanted to do. And there was no religion in the in the whole ceremony. We went and done it. And that's a conversation that we had, you know, as yeah. a couple. So what would you, you know, do? What would you do if your wife suddenly became a born-again Christian and start teaching your young children, if they were young at the time, of course, all about God? I'd say, look at here, um, we, we were always in the opinion that, um, in relation to religion, that we were going to let them grow up and make our own minds up on that. So that would be the, still the stance within the household, you know? And there would be a barony if anything happened otherwise to the country. Yeah. I suppose not a party, but it'd be kind of like you know. I yeah. thought we we had this we had this in agreement where we're saying that yeah. like religion and non-religion, like the kids know uh, okay. that I'm not religious, you know, and like the whole thing that is that they're now twelve, fourteen, and seventeen, and we let them make their own minds up. By the way, Paul, just before I wrap it up, because I asked Dexter the same question earlier on, I'll ask you: Do you think people who are who are not religious, like me, are missing out mm-hmm. on something? I do, definitely. From what I know, I, yes. I don't think so. No, well, I mean, well, but just very briefly, and I'll tell you what, I might continue this conversation after 9 o'clock tonight if you're around, but what am, I, what am I missing out on? When a person becomes, and I won't use the word religion because religion is, is broad spectrum, but when a person become, comes to know the Creator in a personal way, like father, son, father, daughter, it's, it's completely different to religion. It's not about knowing something in your mind. or knowing Yeah, but you're still not giving me an answer. What, by not believing in God, yeah. what, what am I missing out on? I still know, I still have good morals, I still know the difference between right and wrong. Exactly, yeah. Absolutely. Well, I mean, one thing you will miss out on is eternal life as opposed to, 
The opposite. Well, I, I think that's nonsense. You know? All right, okay. Like, well, okay, you do think it's nonsense, and he doesn't. But I have to tell you what, I have to wrap that up right now. And we'll continue this conversation tonight after 9 o'clock. If both of you are around, you're both welcome to come on. All right, live just after 9 o'clock tonight. Damien Farley is on the way. He's going to brighten up the afternoon for you. Loads and loads of texts, by the way, from Christians, Muslims, and everybody, and even atheists thrown in there as well. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.